You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to do that there's somebody used to go oh uh what like uh neil hamburger sometimes on stage will just like he'll say a joke that'll have everybody like like a really dark joke and he'll just go Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <fuck. laughs> um you know something i was thinking about this week the strange and i know we talk about where we're from so fucking much but then again you can take the hit out of the fucking weird podunk town, but you can't take the podunk town out of the weird fucking hick. Um, is the, we've talked about it on here before, but that thing where, um, from where we're from, somebody goes, thank you, after they feel like they they won the conversation. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. You know. And then I told her, I'm never coming back into this uh, Whataburger again. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I told your damn mama that um, we were already at the damn Piggly Wiggly. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Mike. Uh, hey, guys, this is I am Zach Blair. Mike Weeby. Fuck you. <laughs> it's that kind of day, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm a little salt there. Uh, this is a Zach and Mike make three podcast. You've tuned into uh you dumb motherfucker and uh what we do here is we ask guests uh guests uh guests we ask guests about their desks uh it's a furniture podcast we cover chairs we cover desks we cover nightstands wardrobes and today it's a it's nightstands no uh, we ask us three things what are they into right now what have they been listening to watching consuming what are they what are three things they like in life it's snorting really what are they smoking what, are, what they smoking? are they parachuting if you don't know what parachuting is get on my level but today literally that's what parachuting is is getting on your level today, no 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 what was the first word you said after that what did i say you go, but, but that's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about parachuting. That's, that's what we used to call when you put <laughs> pharmaceuticals in your rectum and let it hit you quicker. When you were doing that every yeah. day of your life. Right? Rectum. No, I didn't do it every day. Weekends. Yeah. Everybody's working for the weekend. Everybody you know, what's funny is I, I, I saw you yesterday and I was like, oh man, I felt feel kind of gross i'm wearing the same shirt i wore yesterday and you just took off your hoodie and you're wearing the same shirt yeah fuck yeah couple scumbags <laughs> okay okay bitch i could say pandemic what is that shirt i've asked you this before but i forget every time it's a cobra the around cobras, the state capital but what are the cobras the cobras were a legendary austin like uh kind of like biker blues bar band from the 70s a steve very oh, long wow. to start in the cobras but but they were also like you know party to a bunch of you know 
just sketchiness and shit back then too, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 the there's books about yeah, they're all you know the Austin lore and stuff, but like it's always old, really well, like Armadillo World headquarters. Type <laughs> yes, band. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and like the early Continental and yeah, you know, probably just, Antones and stuff. Uh, absolutely, like was especially that. Um, and I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Denny Freeman and and you know, there's these old Austin legends that kind of started the Cobra. I'm a new Austin legend. You are. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think that's that's. Uh, Excuse me, I'm gonna put my hair in a ponytail right now. <sighs> Mike is wearing an Iron Maiden shirt to accentuate his long hair and mustache. And I have a ponytail and I just put my, I put it into a back pone. Sometimes I do a top pone. Sometimes I do, uh, some, I, it's not quite long enough to do two double pones, uh, uh, Willie style. Yeah. Uh, but uh, right now I've got a back bun pone and uh, I'm looking you know, I'm looking like it. I'm looking like it, baby. What are you looking at? I I, I was like, I I just wanted to make sure I wasn't wrong about the Cobras. But yes, it was uh, Danny Freeman, oh, yeah. the Vaughn brothers. And they were sort of back up all the blues artists that came through. And it's kind of just rough and tumble, you know. Rough and tumble, baby. Gritty Austin. Show. They had a song called Rolling Dice because I got lice. Everyone around me doesn't think I'm nice. Sometimes I say things and then I say them twice. Like I said, I got some lice. You, your headset—it's so close to your mouth that if you if you elevate your voice at all, I'm sure people are riding their volume because you're a fucking idiot. It's no, it's because I'm somebody that you have to reckon with. <laughs> That's a good comeback. I know. You reckon with me, motherfucker. You need to reckon with me. You gonna reckon with me whether you like it or not, motherfucker. Um, and that's another one, motherfucker. You don't even say motherfucker, just motherfucker. Fuck you. Uh, I was gonna say before you fucking interrupted me and made fun what? of my my clothing choice that today we don't have a guest. We're riding solo, baby. This is Zach and Mike. Riding dirty. We got a bunch of cool guests lined up. We do. No. As a matter of fact, I am going to we're about to get into our rise against uh, uh, weeks where we're leading up to the rise against record coming out. So um, hopefully those those uh, my brothers in that band don't tame me out to dry and tell me to go fuck myself, which they very well could do. Um, anyway, well, you know, what else? Well, before we get started, what have you got going on? Oh, you know, just kind of, uh, again, slowly walking into the world of doing things and doing stuff. I booked some stand up dates uh, for like the beginning of end of this month and beginning of next month. And I'm actually like, like I booked them like, yeah, I'm doing it. Now I'm starting to go like, oh, I have to do this and I have to remember And I've got a bunch of like new stuff, but it's not, I have not, you know, it's not been tested. And and, and like, it was like stuff that I was like, oh, that's going to kill. And now I'm like, is it, is, <laughs> is it, it really though? Good? Is it going to kill? Is it happening? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, it might be pretty rough, but I don't really care. I'm going to have fun. Uh, I, I like, I'm really looking forward to getting on stage again and telling some yokes. And, you know, hopefully we will be getting uh, our, our joint endeavor back on stage again very soon. I'm getting on stage very soon. It's uh, it's all happening, baby. Uh, if you're local and you live in Austin, uh, it's already posted that the the Rise Against Band will be uh, at Stubbs on August 13th. 
um, party hardy, Marty. We I'm like going to try to not say it. Let's, let's try again to watch our ums. Okay. We're, are we bad? Were we bad last week? No, no. I just, I mean, probably. I just, yeah. I just realized how many times I've said it since we started this. Yeah. Podcast. I need to put a post-it note up. Um, God damn it. I did it. I said, I need to put a post-it <laughs> note up. Um, what I need to put a post-it note. I think I just got, actually, I'm going to, I got some pink post-it notes here. I'm going to put one Wait, up on my computer. I thought you, were you know what I did? And I, 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 I look at all these, um, fuck, it's hard. It's hard. It's so I look hard. at all these inspirational, not inspirational, but you know, life hack kind of things. Yeah. And there's a thing that I've been doing. And I don't know. It's probably a million people have done it. So somebody douchey said, because sometimes there's all these like douchey life hack guys that have like, you know, 12 rules. And then one of them will be real, like hate women or something. But like, <laughs> so this guy might, this right. might be on there, but he had this thing or wherever I saw this had a thing about putting a post-it note up at your door and I, I taped a little pink thing. So every time I walk in and out of my office, I, I see this thing and it reminds me to stand up straight no, and try okay. to fix my posture because my posture from the last year of like really like sitting at a computer a lot, a lot more is not what I want it to be. So I'm, well, I'm trying surprised. To... I'm surprised you're not, uh, it's not pulling your that that mighty pone you have rocking right now. Well, it's yeah, I think if I if I make back. my pone tighter, it'll probably do that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm writing this. I'm writing this post-it note. It's gonna say, um, that's a good looking. Oh, pwn. and it's also gonna say Zach's. Uh, yeah, 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 that's a good looking pone, by the way. Thank you. I have a poster of a kitty cat hanging, uh, and it says, uh, "Stay hard, motherfucker." It's got an erection. Yeah, the, the cat has a boner and he's saying, stay hard, motherfucker. <laughs> and it says Mike's poem is dumb. <laughs> That's a cat hanging from a tree and it says Mike's poem is dumb. The uh, cat, it, but the cat's hanging by its neck and it's an erato, auto-erotic. <laughs> that kitten's in some weird shit, baby. <laughs> Hang in there, baby. <laughs> that that kitten's on some stuff. <laughs> anyway, uh, kittens on kittens on that yay. He's on that yay. Uh, well, let's get into it, mother. Okay, let's three uh, things from each of us. Walking around for the love of God. Let's I'm gonna have uh, you know, never mind. I'm. We'll. I'll introduce we'll, some of this later. You okay. go first. You go first. I want you to go first. Okay, my first one's going to be a TV show. Uh, so here's my thing number one. Thing number one. Uh, so my first, I'm saying, uh, instead of, um, I just transitioned to another it one. Does, yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't, uh, doesn't work. Doesn't work. If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Okay. It's a show on HBO Max, and it's called Legendary. I think I told you about it the other day, but I'm obsessed with this show because I, I hit this epiphany with it. It's a show, real quick. It's a show of competing uh, ballroom houses. So I didn't really know much about the ballroom scene. Why would I? It's not for a cis white man. But it is sort of the thing that, say, RuPaul's Drag Race is born under, born out of. And I'm, I also love RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was wondering, it's A, these people are intensely talented. So the talent that it takes 
like in the 60s to be a star. You had to sing, you had to dance, you had to be able to act, you had to be able to improv. Um, damn it, there's numb. So these are drag performers on RuPaul's Drag Race, and that show is great too, but I, I can go a whole hour on that. But this specifically is they're competing in ballroom competitions. So there's all these different categories. They'll call it a category like Butch Queen Face, and it's somebody just basically voguing, which is, you know, the I, I, there's a lot of drama around, you know, Madonna bringing voguing to the masses. But voguing was this underground dance craze that was created by these this this culture, this this sort of avant, this outside the box. These people were doing this in these like theaters on their own. So it's York a City. theatrical. It was a theatrical performance. It was like a dance competition, pretty much. And they created these poses, you know, the way they were vogue, the, the voguing was poses that were sort of taken out of photos, you know, that the way models would do that. But these were uh -huh. largely, you know, uh, queer folks, people of color, uh, trans folks. And the thing that I realized that it spoke speaks to me so much about is these were people that were disenfranchised their whole life and beaten and out, you know, ostracized from normal society. They weren't, they weren't the norms. And that's kind of why I think I was like, so kind of obsessed or still am so, so kind of obsessed and taken with it. Cause it's, these are, you know, they're the outcasts. It's like, while well, we got into punk rock. Yeah. You smell your own, you know, there's another guy that's got a CLC shirt on whatever. So we're just going to be friends. And you know, we're still going to be getting our asses kicked, but at least we're going to be getting our asses kicked together. And that's what this whole culture was born out of. These were the others, you know, these these people. Yeah. And let's face it. They still are, even though. Thanks. It all, was it based out of New York City or based out of New York City uh, since the 50s? But, you know, really sort of. Um, all right. I'm going to start marking down our ums. I got a Z here. I got an M here. I'm going to if you notice one, you go ahead and say it because I might miss one. I'll do if it. You catch I'll yourself. Do it. But but I'm going to I'm going to try if I hear myself or you, I'm not going to I'm going to stop you. I'm just going to like mark it down. Gotcha. So so I was you can saying, start a list, too, if you want okay, to. I will, I will. Uh, so, but so I got I one. Just, I just got one. You got one. Uh, the uh, fuck. <laughs> that was two. I just did two. So what I was going to say is, is there's a documentary in the 60s called Paris is Burning, and it's about uh, drag balls back then. But they were much more uh, sort of debutante balls you know they were much more these were men in drag uh they were drag queens and they were just modeling swimwear and modeling you know and then the culture started changing toward the 70s and it started becoming you know more dance involved more you know the lip singing started and toward the 90s things like that but the, in the, the 50s 80s, scene must have been really oh, underground man. super underground is that documented at all that'd be it, really interesting paris is burning does a fairly decent job of you know just the sort of schism and the, the everything hanging off of it you'll it's, yeah. it's a fascinating documentary but in toward the 80s that that show pose that's on fx now which is fantastic it does a pretty decent job i know it catches is that a contest off. show too it's pose is a show about families. It's it's like a, a you know fictional. Yeah, um, suppose pose is a very good way to sort of get sort of indoctrinated to the culture. It, although, like I said, it doesn't. I, it gets it gets heat because it doesn't do a great job. And some a lot of the times when things get trans, like if somebody has a punk rock a show about punk rockers, are always fucking it. It never so. works. I mean, right. it's probably even if it's entertaining, it's probably if you're in that 
that scene that culture like rolling your eyes because every sure. time there's a show about stand up it's always so off the mark where they're like all i gotta do is you know get up there and tell the truth or it's like somebody who's struggling and their jokes are okay. And then one day their girlfriend breaks up with them or their boyfriend, their husband leaves them or whatever. And they go up on stage and it just vomits out of their mouth. And everyone's like, wow, this person's hilarious. And like, suddenly they know how to do stand up, And it never doesn't make me want to roll my eyes into the back of the head till they turn all the way back around. They just go. And I, I get the feeling that pose is a bit like that. If with, to people that were actually there or actually still do the culture and, and scene. But this legendary show is a competition show of actual uh, ball and houses. And so it's like the house of Balenciaga and the house of, and these people are a so fucking talented. It's amazing. But also they talk so much shit to each other that it's just amazing. And you got somebody that's been told, their entire life that they weren't anything. They're not going to succeed. They're not whatever. And so, so a lot of them, it just makes them so resilient. And to them, they are a fucking star. They're the hottest thing there. You just haven't realized it yet. And so, if, and they're competing. So if they don't win a competition or something, just the amount of shit talking amongst them and stuff, it's just, and my, Megan the Stallion is one of the judges and they'll talk shit to her, you know? Really? Oh dude, it's just amazing. But it's just this great, you know, I didn't know anything about the culture. Now I'm, I'm fascinated with it. And it's it's just, you know, like I said, it's just these all these really crazy talented people, these really great uh, people of color, trans people, queer folk. You know, it's not it's one of the few things I've seen where being a straight white guy isn't isn't really the cool thing to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so actually but you know because they're inclusive uh and they're trying to promote inclusivity um there there are you know white guys and there are straight people and there are you know things like that but yeah i just i haven't been able to get enough of it so check it out it's called it's on the second season now there it's always, it's always one season you can stream that and now they're on the second season i think it may be the fourth or fifth episode of the second season so that would be my thing number one what do you got Okay, my thing number one is it's kind of vague, but goes into a specific thing. I have been having these crazy emotional dreams, these mm. dreams that are just filled with like me crying or just this like pure raw emotion. I'm talking about like sleeping dreams and they're usually tied to something, but I, I felt more I'll, I'll wake up and have these these feelings that just hang over me the whole day that are so intense. And I had one the other night because I watched the documentary on Shane McGowan called crock of gold. I haven't seen it. It's just came out this year, but I feel like I've seen a lot of the footage in other things before, but it's, I don't know, man, that guy, is just like a poet like it's the mm -hmm. he writes the satin and seeing because I, I was a casual pogues fan sure. but like seeing like some of the lyrics like written on the screen and finding out what he's like talking about is like some of the most heartbreaking stuff and then seeing like the condition that he's in now is really it's rough it's yeah. like he's in 
just seeing what like alcohol can do to you. I wish I would have saved this for the end because it's sort of a bummer, but like seeing what, where he is with his body and his life. And it, it's the, it's like the most tragic thing uh, for somebody who's really pretty genius. It's, sure. and it's this weird thing, this person that can barely talk and kind of has never been able to really particularly put a sentence together speak it seems like and it just seems like he's about to fall over at every second and some of these songs that are about these about these things that there's that line of from like fairy tale in new york where he's talking about it's a duet and he's he, he's it's him and a woman and the, the these two characters are these two junkies that are trying to survive in in new york city and they came over here from ireland because they had like one of them won a won a uh, horse race a bet on a horse race and 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 the, the first chunk of the song is them describing how amazing New York city is. And then the, the, the second half is like everything kind of falling apart, but they're singing to each other and he, and she sings, or no, he sings, I could have been someone. And she replies, yeah, so could anyone. She doesn't say, yeah, I could have been someone. She goes, so could anyone. And it's so like the melody in it is such like the, it's, it's like uplifting and like, catchy but it's also like the saddest like conversation mm -hmm. you've ever heard in your life between these two broken broken people mm -hmm. and it's just you know just those two lines i could have been so one well so could anyone like mm -hmm. just to to pack that much emotion and that much clarity that tells you everything you need to know about these two people in these in this situation into those two incredibly simple lines yeah. it's just lyricism at its at its finest and then and i knew that song and i've always been like a huge fan of that song but they were playing lot they were because it's so like a lot of the stuff is that especially like the the bangier poke stuff which is yeah. like you know you can't really like but they subtitle it and some of the stuff is about this like super dense irish republican political stuff and to, i never and i'm i'm i have a lot of really straight irish roots and i don't but i don't know a lot about it and just to, to the documentary was really cool at kind of explaining all that and also kind of like just getting to the source of you know the 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 irish drunken patty stereotype right and and it's just that he's such an interesting sad just it's 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 absolutely tragic like it is the most tragic thing so anyway i watched it and i was like oh man it's kind of heavy and then like the next night i had like the most heartbreaking dream where i, I think like i was hanging out with him or some you know it was very dream logic-y or whatever i was it, i was and it, i've just i and it's been two days since i woke up from that and i've man it feels like I took a, like it was a dream so powerful. It feels like it was a drug. Yeah. Like it's I've, a drug and I have, I've, I'm having a hangover from this dream where I like stepped into a different life and, and 
I guess that's I mean, mostly this is all coming from the Pogues and Crock of Gold. So that's that's my thing. Number one is watch Crock of Gold. Maybe if you're but it's it's weird because it's it's horribly tragic and also a cautionary tale and also triumphant and also like a look at like somebody who's kind of a genius and all these things kind of wrapped up into one. And also uh, Johnny Depp is in it at one point and which he's also like this weirdly on the similar trajectory. Like it's, it's a meeting of them now and Johnny Depp now. And you're just like, dude, yeah. What's going on, buddy? Like, oh, a lot's going on with that fucking guy. Yeah. And he's but, so like, you know, and I don't know. I, and I'm not putting, I, you know, Johnny Depp, it's a very different scenario and not near as tough and hard scrabble, but you just see sure. him and he's, he's trying to be, he's trying to be all of the, it's like he doesn't get Shane McGowan. Like he, like the best, like the best parts of Shane McGowan are, are the writing and the the sincerity and the, and it's, it's wrapped in all this massively troubled person. And Johnny Depp just kind of sees like the troubled person and thinks that part's uh, cool. And that's what he's going for. And right. it's like the people that idolize Sid Vicious or Johnny Thunder. So they start doing heroin because yeah. they're trying to be like, yeah. not realizing that like, you know, well, that, that was a sickness that that guy had. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing about, you know, Shane McGowan, usually that thing that makes somebody a genius is also the thing that's in their head that they're trying to sort of drown out with alcohol. Yeah. And that becomes an addiction and then they're sick and they can't help themselves. Or And then there's a bunch of sycophants that they surround themselves with that that give them anything they want. You know, yeah. managers, agents, whoever it might be, guys on tour, hey, let's drink. And they're not drinking or or drugging or doing what with a normal person. This is an addict. It's a person that's sick. And because, yeah. you know, as you well know, our lifestyles, it's just it's plentiful and it's there for right for the big like. If you want it, you can get it. And if you're an addict, you definitely want it. And no one is going to go, wait a minute, this guy is sick and he's he this could kill him. We're killing him. Yeah. No, one's, no one's saying that. And I think that's where the real tragedy lies. But you're right. Somebody like a Johnny Depp or whatever, they just want to say that they hung out with, you know, they got drunk with Shane McGowan. It's like, dude, that's it's not even getting drunk. Like there's there's a whole other thing happening here, you know? Yeah. Speaking of dreams, I've been having dreams all year about touring but not real vivid dreams and the same thing i wake up and the whole next day i'm just i'm still in the dream and i don't really remember my dreams much you know ceci my wife can wake up and tell me everything that happened in her dream i just know i had a dream and i can never remember the details and when i can it fucks me up like you're talking about yeah you know? i haven't had this in years i haven't had and it, there's been multiple i haven't had th- this weird dream hangover is what i'm calling it because i don't even really remember what I'll maybe remember like right when I wake up for a little bit, but I don't, I know the dream was about something related to him and I was, we were in a room or something, but it's more of just this weird emotional hangover where I feel like I had a, an awful fight with someone and I can't shake it. And it's it's really weird. It's odd, odd sensation. I hate that. Well, okay. Those are, those are our things. Number one, if people are listening and we're, we're just super bummed out now. You're super bummed out. We're trying to uh, we're trying to get through these today because we're we're the only we don't have a guest, baby. We don't need one. We don't we don't need one. We hate we're everyone. Raw dogging. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so there's our thing number one. Let's get into our thing number two. Thing number two. What you got? You start. You want me to start? You want me to start? I can start. We're going to flip it. Flip the script. Get it, baby. Get it. I've been reading this amazing comic book called Sweet Tooth, but written by this guy named Jeff Lemire. And I, I started it probably six months ago. And I've been reading pieces and pieces. And then I found out Robert Downey Jr. and his wife, they produced a, it's going to be like a Netflix series. And it already looks kind of different. The Netflix series, it looks like, it looks like it's going to take some different directions than the comics go, but it's about, there's some sort of, it's nowish times, I guess, but there's some sort of plague and everybody kind of, a lot of people get sick and a lot of people die. And these children start being born as like these animal human hybrids. Hmm. And there's a lot, there's a big backlash against there becomes kind of things become kind of post-apocalyptic, but there's still like, it's not like fully like Mad Max and it's set in America kind of in like the seemingly like either California or like Pacific Northwest kind of area. And there's this little hybrid kid who's got deer antlers and kind of like deer, deer ears. And his name is Sweet Tooth. Yet his his father was kind of this weird dude who like right when he was born, took him out into the forest and kept him hidden from hidden from everyone. He never he never he the kid is in the beginning of the comic. He's never met another human being before. He, He like maybe I think his mom died when he was being born. He's never met another human. It's him, his dad, his dad's like teaching him how to like live off the land, how to do stuff. And always super aware. Like if you ever even, if you ever even hear another human being, you run away and suffice it to say a bunch of tragedies immediately happen. And the, the kid has to like venture out into the world and it, and he meets a, a guy, there's like an old grizzled guy who in the comics, you, there's a long time where you don't know, is he good or bad, but there's this whole world of sketchy people. And it's yeah. kind of like walking dead and that it keeps kind of going and going. And he, he ends up at some point meeting like these other kids that are, that are hybrids, but there's like different ones. They're not all like deer kids. There's like, there's like pig kids and, and uh, there's like a mole kid and they're at varying degree levels where some are really, really, some are more animal than, than human. And some are like way more human and just kind of have like a pig nose or something like that. But some, there's like a mole, there's like a mole kid who can barely speak. He's, 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 he's covered in fur and he just can speak in real broken sentences and it's really tragic. And it's really like, it's really brutal. And the arts really, the arts really, I don't know how to describe it. It's not like typical glossy comic book arc. It's right. real jaggedy and, and real sketchy and stuff. But the Netflix series looks pretty impressive and, and very like cinematic and, and right. they, it looks cool. Jeff, uh, not Jeff. Will Forte. Will Forte is playing the kid's dad. Oh, no shit. And uh, the... I love him. The the kid I've never seen before. And the, the guy that that is taking care of the kid is this, this big British dude. Who, he's not British on the show, but the, he looks a lot different than the character in the, in the comic. Like, younger and... But 
I don't know. It looks cool. I, I'm 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 hoping the Netflix series. I'll be honest, though. I have not actually I've not thought anything made by Netflix was anything better than OK, than mediocre other than so I think you should leave. Oh, that's now great. that that show is amazing. But there's not honestly, I don't I don't I don't pay for Netflix because I'm just like. I don't know. I'm, I've never watched anything that was Netflix made and go like, wow, that was really great. Fuck, dude. Is there I, anything? I mean, I, I've, I've said it on the show. The, the, the Queen's Gambit was really good. It was really good. I think you'd like it. Your mind, mm-hmm. I think, would you would get into it. You know, I think your mind would would deduce it the right way and, and get it. I really think you'd like it. I know you. I know you, motherfucker. I think there's a ton of great shit on Netflix, whether it's the there's a whole documentary series about tacos in South America and Mexico that was amazing or, you know, just sometimes I'll watch those documentaries. I'm like, this is fine, I guess. Yeah. I'm not, I've never seen anything that's better than that was all right. right. Have I talked about that on here? No, you have a little bit. I'm I'm uh, I just uh, drowned you out and don't listen. Um, yeah. Yeah. There yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is my, my wife does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. My way. Uh, no, I am. There is, uh, I'm, I'm sort of in the middle of it right now. The documentary series about uh, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz. Yeah. Pretty fucking, that's, I think that's great. But, you know, you've got a cold, blackened heart that is dead and you're probably going to die. No, I'm not. I'm actually not. I, I have a magic amulet that protects me from death and fire. That's but. Right. But I don't know. I, I mean, I'll sometimes I'll I've seen all the things on there that I, I've seen all the popular things at some point. I'm sure I'll see the Son of Sam one, too. But yeah. every every docuseries and this isn't just Netflix, this is HBO Max and all of them. Every docuseries is always three episodes too long. Yeah, They're just I mean, they drag them on for sure. For sure. Um, well, that's a good part. Whatever happened to Robin Trower? whatever happened to kiss one time my band what this very old band of mine played a skate park and we only played for 30 minutes one nobody cared there was just like people skating that were annoyed we were playing and so but we only you know our set was only like 30 or 40 minutes we were just like punk band you know so we played and we left and the dude just this guy he didn't even pay us we we like didn't even get paid and and he came out and was like what was that what was that? 30 minutes in it? What do you, you ever heard of Kiss? You ever heard of Robin Trower? And I was like, <laughs> to yeah, I've heard of him, but I've gone out of my way to not listen to him, but. I like Robin Trower. I'm sure you do. Well, sure. my dad loved Robin Trower. The records were always around. I'm a guitar player, blah, blah, blah. But talking to, I'm an abnormal, I was an abnormal weird little fucking kid that had a hippie or biker, you know, classic rock DJ for a father. So I knew who Robin Trower was. For any other kids that are skateboarding, it's like you couldn't, you couldn't say, that's like telling a child, you know, yeah, you have ice cream in front of you, but why don't you eat that broccoli? You know, you couldn't have said something that was more less interesting. Yeah, and I also wanted to be like, you, get, you know what, though? I think Robin Trower would have pulled the plug after 30 minutes at your yeah, shitty skate park. Fucking stupid gig. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right, well, that's a good thing, too. Uh, I, need to, I want to check yeah, that out. Yeah, Sweet Tooth. Check out Sweet Tooth. I mean... 
I think my I'm hoping I'm hoping the show will be good because of the people involved in it. Yeah. I think my brother told me about that as well, actually. So let me check that out. Um, I here's my thing too. So I revisited a record that I've just been listening to since it came out in the late 80s. I'm gonna go ahead and date myself. And I listened to it because I'm gonna get to it, it's the band Voivod, and the record's called Nothing Face. Uh, they are streaming it. They're doing a live stream of that performance. So they're just doing that entire record on May 30th. And then I'm co-hosting an after show. So I don't really know how that's going to work. I, I don't really know the logistics, but they reached out and asked, and I would do anything for this band because, you know, again, I keep it's the theme of the show for me is just, you know, laying into the fact that I was a disenfranchised youth. You know, my brother and I, were the only kids that listened to thrash metal and punk and hardcore in Sherman, Texas. But then Voivod were, they were the outcasts of even that stuff. Like they didn't put it this way. They were, I guess, quote unquote thrash, but then they would tour with Soundgarden, early Soundgarden and, you know, bands like that. So, and even that doesn't explain it. They just created a different form of music. And with this record, Nothing Face, it was sort of their penultimate you know, this is the Voivod sound and nothing sounds like it. They don't sound like anything, nothing something. They always had concept records and it was, you know, a Voivod was sort of a, I guess the idea was the Dracula original, you know, Count Dracula was a Voivod. It was a, uh, a warrior, a barbarian, you know? And so with the band Voivod, that's this big space age futuristic concept where there's this Voivod, the space age Voivod that's conquering planets in every record. It should be a comic book, a comic book series. Every record is, is, a, you know, a different experience for him. And so the singer will sing in characters kind of like Peter Gabriel used to do in Genesis uh, singer. And they always, they had these names. The drummer's nickname was away. The bassist was blackie. The guitar player was piggy. And the singer was Snake. Sounds, sounds kind of like our band. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Like, like I, you're not much of a thrash metal guy, but I know you would. There's things about metal. I, metal. I, but the thing is, like, I'm I'm just don't know that much thrash metal. Yeah, yeah. Totally. That, that That's the only thing probably keeping me from thrash metal a bit is that I just don't know a lot of it. Sure. And there's this, you know, it's like anything else. There's the stuff that sucks and is, you know, bullshit and hacky. Yeah. And, hacky. and then there's Void Bod, who is definitely the the like marked man of thrash metal. You know what I mean? They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. The brainy, the nerdy, the they're only for a specific set of people. And their music is going to take some turns. And none of it is going to be what you expect. And yeah. none, you know, Piggy would just make up these weird chords that, he even he couldn't explain and and you know it was it just wasn't it wasn't thrash metal but it was heavy and had double kick in places so they just that they, they got lumped in and so they would go and tour but they just didn't fit in with anybody and also you know they're i got into a lot of bands because of the shirts they wore but they were always wearing like discharge and broken bones and trepan and pal and i, I never pronounce it correctly but einsteiner neue button you know oh yeah uh, so they were into that. And another thing, they're from Quebec, which gave them a different perspective as well. So they're sort of English with second language, you know? Oh, yeah. There was that happening, too. There's everything about them was so interesting. And they had, I believe, three records. Yeah, uh, four records before Nothing Face. Uh, Nothing Face was late 80s. So I believe 89. 
And so if anyone is, you know, listening and wants to sort of do a Voivod deep dive, start with nothing face, but it is, it is bananas and out there and it's, it's amazing. And it's, it's one of those records you can also listen to a thousand times and hear something new every time. So I'm getting to host an after party. They're going to stream that record and their longtime guitar player Piggy has now since died. Blackie, the bass player is out of the band now. So it's, it's half the original guys, but they're, they're a new band. The new guys are just amazing. They're fantastic. And their last record was called the wake. And it's probably one of the best records they put out in years. They're one of those bands. So that would be my thing too. Uh, let's, let's drop in a little bit of that music right now. Okay. 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 <laughs> we can't tell that story. That's that an inside joke that we can't we can't tell. And, and so you you write in. You can write in right now if you can try to guess what that story is about, and you'll win yeah. Mike's Iron Maiden shirt that he's wearing right now. Or we'll cut off his pwn and you'll win. No, my pwn is where I get all my power from. That's true. Like, my pwn allows me to see in the dark and lift over forty pounds. You're like Samson, but in reverse. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to tell you the Riverboat Gamblers have a brand new 7-inch out. We covered a Ramon song, and we covered a Motorhead song, and we were lucky enough to get C.J. Ramon to do some backup vocals. It's on limited edition vinyl. There's some yellow and some pink. Uh, you can get it at Gamblers Forever, forevergamblers.com, or go to our Bandcamp page. We did a real small run on our own, so get them while they're getting good. Sam Scum. Sam Scum. Uh, okay, so that's my thing number two, baby. Let's get into thing three. Oh, God damn, it's the thing number three. I just got some vinyl in oh. from the UK, which stands for the, the United Company. Okay. And uh, from the United Kingdom, from this band, okay. who I don't know anybody else that likes, not because nobody likes them it's just nobody really knows about them and the only reason i found them is because of the the, the heartless bastards at spotify randomly they were like on a you know uh, I, you know they don't spotify doesn't pay nobody other than swole podcasters who don't believe in vaccinations but they have, you know, in, in, and I, I don't, whatever. Spotify has very kindly turned me on to a couple bands. This one in particular, who I'm really into, they're called Trams. And it's spelled T R A A M S. And they're from the UK, I think Brighton, but I, you know, honestly, I, I know so little about the UK that it, the difference between. Brighton and Manchester is the same to me as I'm sure, you know, Dallas and Austin is to them, you know, Dallas. where there's like all Dallas. What are you doing tonight? Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead serious too. Where are you going tonight, Johnny? Dallas. 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 
but trams are so cool. It's a three piece and they, they do this thing on a lot of their songs where the bass, the, the bass will just be this very simple, crazy rhythmic riff. It's, it's definitely would fall under like the post punk category, I guess. And they do these songs that are so rhythmic, but the guitar player is weaving this stuff in and out. And they're, they've just put out this, it's a 12 inch that I just got. And it's just four songs. One of them is called house on fire and it's like eight and a half minutes long. And yeah, I played me that before. And it's great. Yeah, it is. And I've been in that song for years. They've only, they, they, they have like three full links out, but in the last, there's not a lot about them. They're not, they're not really active on social media or anything like that. So I don't really know what's going on with them. Right. There's a, there's a handful of videos and the videos are cool, but they, I bought it off Bandcamp, but that house on fire song. And then that one's their oldest song of the four. It was like four different singles and they just lumped them together on a 12 inch and got it. And they're all really cool. And I don't, I don't actively, well, I guess I'm always going in phases or whatever, but I haven't been in a post-punk phase in a long time, but they definitely are the newest post. Cause I feel like post all the good post-punk to me stuff is stuff that was already done by the time I got to it. Like I kind of got into post-punk like later into life and all the really, all the really cool bands were like already broken up, but I still had like a lot to find. So it was all new to me, but this is like a band that it feels like this, like UK eighties ish post-punk at times, but uh, right. they're still around they're still doing it right yeah, now there's a lot of great post-punk stuff and for lack of a better term coming out of the uk right now i i was listening to a band um uh that danny dunlop actually had turned me on to our oh yeah buddy danny dunlop you hey, get him on the podcast yeah, we should. he mentioned him he mentioned him to me a long he's time in a band ago. called gentlemen rogues that everybody should check out great band Gen- and uh he's a power pop guy so am i and so he's always we're always referring stuff to each other and he had referred to me a long time ago but then my itunes just suggested him to me and you know if you let if you listen to a song and runs out your itunes now will do that playlist where it shows a bunch of other bands and because they're pretty post-punky they're a little more like on the squeeze xtc into things than say you know wire or something like that and then it started suggesting all these other songs there's a a uh an artist called lone lady out of manchester right now uh this female artist that it sounds like she's a guitarist and it sounds like the the if gang of four from the early few records had continue making records in that vein and it's just fucking amazing there's a lot of great stuff coming out of the uk right now a lot yeah. you know I, I there's a band called everything everything also out of manchester that are mind-blowing just this one genius writer that just sings in falsetto a lot and stuff. It's just great. But uh, yeah, that trams is, is awesome. You it's so that. good. That, and that song house on fire, it is eight minutes and the bass just is the same riff. The entire time is And it just does that for eight minutes. And you think like, well, that would get boring. And I'm somebody that definitely gets bored of repetition, but man, not this at all. It's
and it is like the coolest song to drive to. Yeah. You just feel like I, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that song like to get pumped up if I'm going to go do a, a stand up set or something like that, just to get like in the, in the mode mm. of like, I'm on it. Yeah. But the, that whole, that whole EP is really cool. Or that, that four song EP. It. I'm here. I, I hope they do. You know, I don't know what, I have no idea what's going on with them. It seems like they haven't done that much other than these singles in the last few years, but I, I sure hope that I sure hope I get to see them live because I've seen some video of them live and it's so they, it's really cool. Well, and I love that, that they're a little like, they're not shamelessly whoring themselves out like everybody else now with shows, social media. Cause you could be a flippant social media user and almost whore yourself out, you know, by not even trying. Yeah. And so for a band that you really have to dig for nowadays, there's, there's, there's that old, it satisfies that record collector person where you have to, you know, crate dig and shit, you know, to look, yeah. find things about them. And it's, it's, I think it's, it's a, it's a lost I'm, art form. And I, I, I'm always back and forth about social media stuff and, and putting stuff up. I mean, I, I do a lot cause I've got a lot of projects going on and I, I try to make the, promotion as clever as as and 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 as inintrusive as possible isn't that's not a word as non-intrusive as non-intrusive as possible but it's so frustrating because you know there i make niche stuff and i know there's an audience for the niche stuff but it's harder to find your people because there's so much stuff and it's harder to figure out the algorithm and to try and break through and to let people know you're doing stuff. Right. I don't know. I, it's, it's trying to figure out a way to promote the stuff in social media. Like it's great because it is this equalizer that anybody can find it, but it's also really, really hard to find. And you yeah. read this stuff about, about, you know, how to do Instagram better. And it's so like, you got to post, 10 stories a day and you post three times a week and then you're also supposed to be doing reels and it's just like i don't have that much fucking i don't i don't have time it's not it's not even like if i if if i had nothing else to i mean that's why those influencers are so successful because that's literally it's literally what they do it's a young person's game you know if you beyond that it's like if you're if you're i mean if you're an influencer and your job is yourself, then yeah, you can go around and just post stuff all day. But if you're somebody that like, even just a band, you're just a guy in one band. Well, then the majority of your time is probably going to be writing music and practicing music and recording music and touring. So it just doesn't leave a lot of time to Ugh, be muggy in front of the camera no. and i say that as somebody who is muggy in front of the camera but i swear the only reason i do at least put my face in anything is just because i just want to jump the algorithm and let people know like hey i'm doing a thing and i i don't expect any everybody to like it but it is that weird thing of like i don't know i feel i figure that there is an audience for for well, more also, of it it's just the way that shit's done nowadays i mean it is you know it's just it's like a it's like yeah. a low a, a a shooting star when you get a band nowadays that isn't doing a lot of that that you do have to dig for. it's cool yeah but also but also i'm bummed that i don't have more people to casually talk about trams with right. you know no, other than the other than the people I I give it I give it to, and even then it's like a weird thing too, where music's so ridiculously free and accessible that 
it's sometimes hard to get people to just listen to a band even if it's not you know your band you're like this thing i'm really into i'm telling you you'll like them and like yeah i've got every song ever and 40 billion podcasts and also movies on my phone and it's all good i'm sure what you're saying is cool but um, i'll get around to it yeah yeah i gotta go i gotta go watch some bullshit chess show on netflix see exactly you know that was a that was a callback for anybody that's been listening to this podcast mike was trying to fuck with me and i'm not gonna let him do it because um god don't make no junk god don't make no junk uh you're trying to bring me down but you ain't gonna do it baby ain't gonna do it if you like the trams and you would and you will let mike be friends with you uh write the show uh here at us at uh zach and mike make three podcast Oh, and and I and another another music. I just pre-ordered this. I haven't got it yet. Band called Rambler. They spell their name with no vowels, just R M B L R. This dude Chase that was in a band called The Heart Attacks and a band called Dino's Boys. Who The Heart Attacks had members of the Biters in there, who are really fun, great rock and roll band. All these guys have done. They're just kind of like part of this like new rock and roll scene but rambler just put out a single for a song called main muscle my main muscle and it's, uh-huh. and it's such a catchy rock and roll banger like it is so so such a fun good garage yeah, rock song. A there's band. a there's a uh there's a single or there's a video up for it they they put uh, there's somewhere there's a pre-order for the for the thing i, I got it i got the digital uh but Man, it's it's such a catchy song. I really um I check that out. I like that band a lot. I remember we did that. Well, they played that uh, Gambler Family Show there at the Jackalope on South by South by Southwest that uh, happens every year. And I think it was the one Dracula's had done it as well. And they played, or maybe we didn't play, but they were just great. Yeah, they were amazing. It is such a curated thing that and they're all from Atlanta. Those 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 bands and they're all great. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm also going to take if you've listened this far and if you are checking out our show, we're getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, a lot of people we know and other people. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, you know, it, it means a lot to me in this old heaping sack of shit uh, that I co-host with. Yeah, are you talking about yourself? Oh, are you looking in the mirror, motherfucker? Yeah. Are you looking in the fucking mirror, motherfucker? Because we are guys from bands who maybe you didn't hear, hear of. And even if you did hear of us, this is a different side of both of us. And I feel like for me, just to get a little deep, it's sort of actually me instead of, you know, the me that does interviews where you can't, you don't know if you can actually be yourself. And here we kind of let it all hang out. So thanks for joining us on that journey. Letting it all hang out. And if you guys could see right now, Mike, it is you do have a pwn, and I thought you were joking. I got a pwn. You no, I got a pwn. I got a back pwn. Back pwn. And I'm letting it all hang out. Your mic is so close to your mouth now that that probably made somebody throw on their brakes. I don't. Good. They need good. to stop. They need to stop and and drop and roll. Send me a message about how good of a singer I am when I sing. Letting it all hang out. <laughs> Food hanging out my mouth. About to drop down south. Okay, that's good. Gonna burn down my wife's house. 
Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Zach and Mike Make 3 podcast. But I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I do. It's called the International News Service. Me and my news team look into stories of the weird, stories of the bizarre, and stories of the unimaginable. And also, it's very, very stupid. So check out the International News Service wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Oh, no. You You know that weird thing? You know that weird thing, though, where like like country guys, like the young country, like adopt like hip hop vernacular? Oh, yeah. I'm getting crunked. Uh, It's so bad. What a shitty. What a shitty phenomenon that is. Yeah, Yeah, that's those those two roads should not meet. Uh, mine is another TV show actually, and it's on Disney Plus. And this is super fucking dorky, but that is what this podcast is. Uh, it me. is I'm cool. the Bad Batch. Have you been watching that? Because you and me have talked, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw I saw the first two episodes. I like it. It's it's good. So did you did you watch? Of course, the Clone of War episodes that introduced the Bad Batch before. And I saw them, but I don't know. I knew that they were referenced. There was a video game. I don't know if they were the characters in the video game, but there was a video game for like the Xbox, not the Xbox One, but the Xbox 360. Okay. I think was the model before that. And it was, you played like Clone Tree. It was really fun. I can't remember the, I can't remember the name of it, but you played like a squadron of four clone troopers and you had to go and go on missions and you could like send two guys ahead and stuff yeah. like that but it was kind of like a first person shootery kind of thing well, and i don't know if, the, if i don't know if these are the same characters but i'm really enjoying the the show because there was only right. four well, I, I don't know how many it's aiming episodes or no there's only four characters i don't because i don't think they really di- differentiated as between like big guy nerd guy yeah there's five of them and one of them kind of strays off he's like they all have these special something special about them so it's their clones if you've ever watched the clone wars you know the clones uh jango fett was cloned and that's what was the the army of the army of clones and then there's the attack of the clones and all these sorts of things well there was a cartoon series called the clone wars these five something was different about them they were called the bad batch so they don't all look like the clones there's like little discerning qualities about them one of them is huge and has a lot of he's really strong one of them is a great hunter one of them is super super smart and brainy one's a sharpshooter and the sharpshooter guy in this so if and the other one was a, the other one was like a regular clone but he got like shot he or something so he's got like like a fake arm and stuff what's interesting that's a that's an episode that he had been captured by um by the robot army and they were using him as sort of uh information so they were beating him the clone war the clone army in the republic they were beating him that every step and they realized they had accessed this one clone's brain and they had kind of made him more machine than man they'd hooked him up to machine and more machine now than man twisted and evil and his arm is that thing that r2d2 and all the uh robots have where they can talk you know that little dial thing they can it's a vibrator exactly so that's his army as a dildo on his arm yeah uh, so anyway in one of the episodes of the clone wars they had re- rescued that guy 
and he decided to go with the Bad Batch. Um, so I know this is, I realize this is super dorky, but it's that guy Dave Filoni yeah, that sort of is cool. Your shit is lame. Yeah, exactly. It's that guy Dave Filoni that is everything, you know, Star Wars. He is like, you can tell this guy just eats, breathes, and sleeps it. So he is yeah. the showrunner on the Clone Wars, the showrunner on Rebels, the showrunner on The Mandalorian, now the showrunner on this. And he created these, you know, alternate worlds and characters and storylines that are all based on, you know, the Star Wars thing. It's not for like, it's not easy to just jump in with the Bad Batch if you don't know sort of i don't know i didn't really know a ton about it i thought they explained it pretty well at first like but i guess yeah if you don't know about like the order 66 or whatever right. that it's order 69 ah. oh, you gotta go you gotta go get on get on the jedi and the jedi go down on you You're like, ah. uh, that's what i ordered baby hell man i'm that kind of clone <laughs> order 66 was the thing i i don't know i might be getting the run, number wrong but it was the, the little Flip that the emperor switched, and then all the clones were like, "Fuck you, Jedi!" and they all killed yeah, them. Kill so they had an implant chip that was, uh, right. They were able to basically flip a switch, and they all turned on the Jedi. They were fighting with the Jedi, and the emperor was for, you know, I guess it was the Republic that did that, but it seems like pretty morally ethically weird to go like yeah i was gonna make a bunch of people that get killed to go fight our war like the yeah, jedi were never like i always think it's weird the jedi were like well why don't is this okay i don't know if this is okay and, and you know the the well that's true uh but it was like when the emperor switched to palpatine only you know he was he was yeah in in fake disguise then at one point it's like we're gonna turn everything evil and so the bad batch twisted and evil the bad batch their those implant chips malfunctioned so they didn't they never got the memo you know they didn't get yeah. like what the fuck is happening and so they fled and now they're this whole series about them sort of battling the powers that be and trying to align themselves with now the rebel alliance who used to be the people that fought with the jedi and they were the good guys and all that stuff and now so it's like between the the first three and the three that we grew up watching you know so it's yeah it's that um but it's a great series so far. There's a few episodes. I'm it. Yeah, that Dave Filoni guy is amazing. I think I've proven on this podcast now that I'm a complete fucking Star Wars dork. Uh, and I, you know, I don't think I admitted it myself much, but then I blew through. I mean, there's a fucking ton, seven seasons of the Clone Wars, and then there's like four yeah. seasons of, the, of Rebels. I watched all that shit. I mean, then again, who didn't watch a ton of shit during pandemic, but god damn i took Not it me. all i just i lifted just lifted weights all day yeah that's obvious though i can see that yeah it's like you i can you barely don't even fit in the zoom window there mm -mm. yeah it's pretty amazing mm, so that's, that's just one peck you're just seeing one peck just one one dick um that is my thing number three the bad batch on disney plus man the disney plus app and i buy into all that shit all the fucking marvel stuff and everything else I'm hook me up with your password dog <laughs> i am here for it baby it's give me great. that password baby i thought you're the I, guy that's like i don't like netflix and shit like that i don't like netflix i don't like shit i don't i do like shit i that's like exactly what you said and i here's, here's let me tell you what i uh, ascribe to i ascribe to uh night flight oh yeah sure night flight is great I said I ascribe to the 
the reading books channel. No, I, I subscribe to Night Flight, Amazon Prime. And I think my wife, my wife does, is it, I don't know if, is it premium Hulu? Do you have to pay for Hulu? I don't know. We have Hulu, but I don't think we. Fucking caveman. Yeah. I think we, well, I feel like we get it for free or like we got it with a phone plan or something. Maybe. Yeah, but I think you can upgrade it. I mean, it's not good. Oh yeah. No, we have all the stupid commercials and stuff like that. You don't have to watch. If you upgrade it, it's like two more dollars. You don't have to watch commercials. It's worth it. Well, I think we did it. We done did it. Ship shit, motherfucker. Uh, I think we we kicked our own podcast in the ass, and and we're done now. And fuck it. How about how about what? Do you Sounds think? good. Oh, I can announce now that the Riverboat Gamblers are playing a show in August. We officialized a date. It's here in Austin, Texas. If you live in anywhere, you want to fly in for it. It's Saturday, August 14th. We're playing with the Zero Boys, classic punk band, the Zero Boys. And Starving Wolves that Dave from Crumbums and the Casualties was on. And Jefferson Trout, which is members of the Dicks and Scratch Acid. So it's going to be a real banger of a show Saturday, August 14th at 6 p.m. I will not be in town for it, but I would tell you weren't invited anyway. So it's not a big deal. You weren't going to be allowed in there. I was actually talked to staff and said that you were not allowed to get in. Okay. Well, guess what? I'm going to buy the fucking club before then. And I'm going to make it like, I'm going to tell them that you guys aren't playing. Guess what? I already bought the club and I'm not selling it. What do you think about that? Well, guess what? I'm going to buy the fucking block that the club is on. Guess yeah. what? I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna to put the club onto a boat and have it to show in international waters. What do you think <laughs> about that? Guess what? I'm gonna buy uh, whatever international waters they're in. You can't buy international. You cannot buy international waters. That's why they're international. So much fucking money! I'm going to. You can't do buy. It. You can't buy international waters. I'm gonna do it because I have so much fucking money. No, you like, won't. I'm like like Bond villain money, where I'm gonna like you know pet a cat and shit. Okay, well, fine. I'll put it in outer space. The show will be in outer space. I'll buy fucking outer space. How about that? You can't buy it. There's nobody can buy outer space. You can't you, know. you can't buy it. I'll figure it out. No, you won't. What? Who are you going to talk to? It's going to buy like it. A, it's going to be like that movie Interstellar, motherfucker. And it's I'm going to go in a different dimension and I'm going to fuck with your ass. How about that? I won't be in that dimension. You can sit in your own stupid bookcase dimension. Shit, bitch. I'm well, when he's knocking the books and shit off onto the floor, I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be watching you change. I'm going to be laughing at your little dick. Nope. You're going to be, you're going to be just reading all your books about, about how to, how to take care of someone who's incontinent. And (laughs) it's, and it's, you're reading them for yourself. It's a whole library, a giant library. And it's just all about, how to clean poo off yourself and you have to read every single one because you can't figure it out no, i'm gonna sub- read book after book about it i'm gonna subliminally give you a, co- a complex about your dick because you're gonna be hearing me like you're gonna you're not gonna really hear it but you're gonna know somebody's laughing at your silly little dick they're laughing because out of jealousy <laughs> Laugh, laughing is a sign of joy so i take that as a compliment <laughs> your dick makes me so happy it does yeah it's true I mean, I, I I don't think I'll argue with that. Um, I think it's a compliment. Yeah, that's true. Well, thanks, guys, uh, for listening to us rant. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode. We went sans guest and we kicked its ass. Mm-hmm. 
God damn it. What you do you got? What do you got in, in conclusion? Oh, just thank you guys. Listen to the other podcast. Get the new Riverboat Gambler single. Stay tuned for Dracula shit. Stay tuned for Dracula stuff. We're going into the studio in June. In June. Yeah, so we'll have and to do a couple things. And yeah, the world is a vampire. No and uh, we have. And what you got? I want a change. And yeah, I go here. kid. Uh, we got some rise against things coming up. We have a record coming out in June 4th. We are going on tour at the end of July. What's the record called? It's called the Nowhere Gen Oration. Where can I so, get it? Anywhere, baby. Anywhere. Anywhere. I guess you don't need to say that. You'd be so dumb if you're like, I don't know where to find it. I don't know where to get it, motherfucker. Uh, We have colored vinyl. We have all kinds of cool shit happening. So, yeah. Pick that shit up. I'm really proud of it. And I'm really proud of you. I'm I'm proud proud of of us. Proud of me. I'm proud of this podcast. I'm proud of. I'm, I'm proud of. I'm proud of the Texas made chili. That we send around the world. <laughs> and it burns. We should make Zach and Mike make three brand chili. Zach and Mike make chili. Except except you're allergic to chili. But I'm allergic to it. You know what? <laughs> you know what you should be proud of is that fucking pone you're rocking there, baby. Yeah, thanks, man. It's I have it, I have it, I have it in the thing where you pull the pone back. So I haven't even, you know, I don't even know that I've I've tried like, oh, there's a full pone right there. Oh my god. Wow. I don't know. I don't know how how much longer this look is for the world. So take it in while you can get it. Yeah. I mean, you look like a French artist or something right now. I'm as talented as one. I mean, I had like other things in my head. That was the nicest one. So you just take that. I'm as talented as one. I didn't, I don't doubt that. All right, sweetheart. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for support, baby. Thanks for your support. See you in heck. Later. I seen you. I seen it. I seen it. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? 
Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>